building up godly men for a better tomorrow. This is On the Edge with Ken Harrison, where we inspire men of integrity to put faith into action together. Today's show will feature highlights from our recent live Promise Keepers event held in Arlington, Texas this past summer. Today's program features Pastor Samuel Rodriguez, Dr. Les Parrott, and the NFL Hall of Fame panel discussion. Let's get to today's show. Judges chapter 6. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. The Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. Israel was reduced, verse 6, to starvation by the Midianites. The Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. Verse 11, Judges 6. The angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a wine press to hide the grain from the Midianites. Verse 12, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, mighty hero, another version would read, mighty man of valor, another one would read, mighty warrior, the Lord is with you. Verse 14, then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you, promise keepers, Permit me to share with you what I truly believe God's Spirit placed in my heart from God's Word for you today. Hidden warriors. Hidden warriors. Come out, come out wherever you are. Come out of the wine press and change the world. Number one, numero uno. Hidden warriors discover you cannot fulfill your destiny unless you are clear about your identity. There is no destiny without identity. The angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said, you are a mighty warrior. Once upon a time, there was a man named Gideon. He was threshing wheat at the bottom of a wine press. He was doing the right thing in the wrong place. Why? Because of fear. Fear prompted him to hide. Hiding from the Midianite marauders, the mucho malo hombre. Suddenly, the angel of the Lord shows up and finds this man who is hiding at the bottom of a wine press, threshing wheat, and tells the man who is hiding, you are a mighty warrior. First, permit me to inquire, did the angel say, if you come out of the wine press, I will tell you who you really are? Absolutely not. Heaven revealed Gideon's true identity in a wine press, a de facto pit. Men, this biblical narrative serves as a real-life screenshot for many of us in this stadium and every single man streaming all around the world. We find ourselves, metaphorically speaking, threshing wheat at the bottom of life's wine press. We find ourselves working hard yet struggling with fear. Fear of the now, fear of the next. Fear because of what we have done and fear because of what has been done to us. Fear of windows of what we see outside. Fear of mirrors of what we see within ourselves. Fear regarding our current cultural landscape. Fear regarding the future of our children and our children's youth. The angel of the Lord looks at a man who is struggling with fear at the bottom of a pit and tells him, 
You are a mighty warrior. Here it is. God doesn't require you to come out of where you are in order to discover who you are. He will tell you who you are in order to come out of where you are. In other words, when you know who you are in Christ, you will never be held back by where you are in life. This is why the enemies of your God-ordained purpose and destiny, the modern-day 21st century Midianite marauders would love you to be confused about your identity. So who are you? Who are you? What defines you? Are you defined by your past? Are you defined by your circumstances? Are you defined by what others say about you? Here's the great news of redemption. Christ defines you. My brothers, let not your hearts be troubled. You're not defined by what surrounds you. You're defined by God's spirit inside of you. You are not defined by your circumstance. You are defined by his covenant. You are not defined by the hell you're going through. You're defined by the heaven you're going to. You're not defined by your gift. You're defined by his grace. You're not defined by your failures. You're defined by his forgiveness. You're not defined by what took place during COVID. You are defined by what took place on the cross. For all of my Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, brothers y amigos, you're not defined by the likes of many. You are defined by the love of one. And for all the religious folk, get over yourselves. Get over yourselves. You're not defined by what you do for God. You're defined by what God already did for you. The cross defines you. The empty tomb defines you. The upper room defines you. His blood, his word. You're defined by the Father, the Son, and the Espíritu Santo. You're defined by Galatians 2.20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that lives, but Christ lives in me. Jesus defines you. Jesus defines you. Jesus defines you. Jesus defines you. And with so many attempting to define us, not just individually, but even collectively, it behooves us to ask, who are we? Who are we as Christian men? Who are we as his church? Are we just another institution in society? Are we another religious faith narrative competing in the marketplace of ideas? Who are we men? Who are we in the 21st century? We must respond with clarity, conviction, and courage the following. We... We are the light of the world. We are a city on a hill. We are people of the word. We are salt and light. We are prophetic and not pathetic. We are disciples, witnesses, and Christ followers. We are children of the cross, fruit of the empty tomb, and product of the upper room. We are the redeemed of the Lord. We are forgiven, free, and favored, called and chosen. We are warriors and worshipers. We are world changers and history makers. And let me tell you what we are not. We are not. We are not respectfully. We are not Google. We are not Microsoft. We are not Ford. 
We are not Starbucks. And respectfully, we are not the NFL. We are the church of Jesus Christ. And the gates of hell shall not, the gates of hell will not, the gates of hell cannot prevail against us. We are the church of Jesus. If you believe it, praise like you're part of that church. We are the church. We are the church. Which means first and foremost, we are not black, white, yellow, or brown, Hispanic, charismatic, or automatic. All the automatic people, hey. You are above all, born again, blood washed, spirit empowered, children of God. You are not where you are. You are not how you are. You are not what others did to you. You are not what you did to yourself. You are who God says you are. It's not about where you are in life. It's about who you are in Christ. Your identity in Christ will bring an end to your captivity in life. It's time to become who you already are. Ephesians 2.10, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mighty warriors, remember this. God does not call the perfect, he calls the willing. He doesn't call the man that has it all. He calls upon the man that is willing to surrender it all. Numero dos. Hidden warriors work with what they have. The Lord turned to him. Let me tell you who you are. Now let me tell you, go with the strength you have. After God's messenger revealed to Gideon who he was, he proceeded to remind Gideon of what he already had. It's time for us to stop complaining about what we don't have and start giving God praise for what we already have. 2 Peter 1.3, by his divine power, God has given us everything. He has given us absolutely everything we need for living a godly life. What do we have? We have what Jesus gave us. And what is that? We have eternal life, John 3.16. We have abundant life, John 10.10. We have a new life, 2 Corinthians 5.17. And what is the guarantee, or better yet, who is the guarantee that we have all of the above in Christ Jesus? His Spirit. We have His Spirit. And let us be clear, His Spirit is not like the other spirits active on the world stage today. We, we, we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Ephesians 6.12. PK, as hidden warriors coming out of the proverbial wine press, we must be cognizant of the following. There are real live spirits in the world today. Go ahead. Turn on MSNBC, CNN, Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS, and we don't discriminate. Univision y Telemundo. And you will discover this world is falling apart. Dorothy, or better yet, Billy McGillicuddy, we're not in Kansas anymore. In the 21st century, I kid you not, the spirit of Jezebel still lives. Prompting men who carry a mantle to hide in the cave of fear, anxiety, and confusion. 
The spirit of Absalom still lives, dividing homes, churches, communities, and relationships. The spirit of Nebuchadnezzar still lives, demanding that a generation that carries favor, even in the midst of a Babylonian captivity, bow to the lies of a false narrative that negates grace, truth, and love. The spirit of Herod still lives, killing the young in the womb and in the streets, murdering precious purpose, destiny, and vision. But I've traveled from California, and I have news for you. Boy, do I ever have news for you. There is a spirit more powerful than all these spirits combined. needs to hear this right now. The nations need to hear this. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. In spite of what we hear and what we see on cable news, social media, and the internet, the most powerful spirit alive today is not the spirit of Pharaoh. It's not the spirit of Saul. It's not the spirit of Absalom, Jezebel, or Herod. The most powerful spirit on the planet today is still the Holy Spirit of all. The Holy Spirit of Almighty God, the Spirit of God, the Comforter, the Paraclete, the If you believe it, praise like you have that Spirit. Pray like you have that Spirit. Live like you have that Spirit. And listen carefully. After this COVID pandemic and this last cuckoo for Cocoa Puff year and a half, let us be clear, and I come from California, so I live this. I may get in trouble. I am going to get in trouble. Cameraman, cameraman, give me a tight shot. Tight shot. No, not at all. Just give me a tight shot. I want to make this clear, and I'm going to get in trouble, whatever. And I know we're streaming, whatever. I want to make, I come from California, so I live this. I want to make it clear. There's not an executive order, a Supreme Court decision, a legislative initiative, a law, or a social media campaign that has the power to stop the Holy Spirit from moving. Nothing can stop the Spirit of God from moving. The White House can't stop them. Congress can't stop them. The courts can't stop them. Facebook can't stop them. Google can't stop them. You can't cancel the Holy Spirit. You can't deplatform the Holy Spirit, for it is not by might nor by power, but by my. Where that spirit is present, there is power, Acts 1:8. There is freedom, 2 Corinthians 3:17. Ooh, are there any questions? I'm from California. This is content under pressure. You and I have in Christ. The same identical spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, Romans 8, 11, which means what? If Jesus came out of the tomb, you can come out of everything. With that spirit, you can come out of addiction. With that spirit, you can come out of depression. With that spirit, you can come out of anxiety. With that spirit, you can come out of bondage. We have that spirit. And one more thing, what do we have? The angel of the Lord shows up 
and he tells Gideon, go with what you have. We have the spirit, but we have another thing. Whoop. We have the name. We have the name. Not just any name. Some of you are privy to the fact that I had the blessing in 2017 to pray at the presidential inauguration in 2017. And right before I went up, some media friends, friends, acquaintances, warned me and said the following. Hey, Pastor Sam, now that you've accepted this invitation to pray, please tell me you're not going to pray and use that name. Here's, here's the wording. The name is too divisive. The name is too mm, controversial. Matter of fact, in a de facto way, the person was telling me the name is toxic. For 11 years, that name wasn't mentioned from that podium. So I knew it was a God appointment, 1 Corinthians 15, 10. By the grace of God, I was praying there. And I knew God placed me there. So with fear and trembling, I approached, I approached, I approached. And I wrapped up after 11 years of that name not being mentioned. I concluded, I looked at the cameras with the presidents behind me. The presidents were literally behind me. The matter of fact, I was hiding behind the bushes, President Bush and his wife. I'm here all week. No, listen. So, true story, Google it, YouTube it. When, when I come up and I finish reading from Matthew 5, I concluded, I said, and I respectfully make this prayerful declaration in the name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have a name. It's not just any name. Promise keepers, it is the name above every other name. It is the name to which every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. If you believe that there is still power in the name of Jesus, give that name a shout of praise right now. So hidden warriors, stand with me. You already are. Hidden warriors, numero tres, final point, change the world. So he told them who he was. You are a mighty warrior. You already have what you need to change your world. Now go out there and do it. That's what took place with Gideon. This is what the spirit of the living God is telling us today. You're a mighty warrior. Get out of that wine press. Get out of that de facto pit. Come out, come out wherever you are. You already have what you need in Christ. You have everything you need in Jesus. Go, go, and now rescue, rescue. We rescue our communities from modern day Midianite marauders of moral relativism, cultural decadence, spiritual apathy. We have to rescue our children and our children's children from secular totalitarianism, idolatry, sexual immorality, a woke and a cancel culture from pedophilia, we have to rescue our people with Psalm 89, 14. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Truth and love lead the way as attendants. We have to rescue America with John 14, 6. There are not five ways to be saved, four ways to be saved, three ways to be saved, two ways to be saved. There's only one way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We have to rescue this generation in the next. 
by reconciling our eschatology or our missiology, which means what? I do believe he's coming back. Jesus is coming, but he's not coming back for a broken church. He's not coming back for a whining church. He's not coming back for a depressed church. He's not coming back for a politically correct church. He's not coming back for a church waiting for a vaccine. He's coming back for a glorious church, a triumphant church, a holy church. Lift up your hands. We will rescue, we will rescue our families and our nation when we come out of the wine press, fully aware of the fact that Uncle Sam may be our uncle, but he will never be our heavenly father. When your hunger is greater than your fear, nothing can stop you. When your integrity is more important than your influence, nothing can stop you. When you are driven by anointing and not by ambition, nothing can stop you. When your praise speaks louder than your pain, nothing can stop you. When what's behind you is under the blood of Jesus, what's in front of you cannot be stopped. So America and all the nations streaming, get ready. You're about to see Gideons come out of the wine press. This is it. And when we come out of the wine press, we're going to flip the script. What does that mean? Get ready. Instead of riots, revival. Instead of lockdowns, open heavens. Instead of hatred, love. Instead of relativism, truth. Instead of political affiliation, prophetic designation. And instead of storming the Capitol, we're about to storm the gates of hell in the name of Jesus and take back everything. Instead of many under fear, one nation under God. Are there any Gideons in this stadium here today? Today's episode is brought to you through the generosity of Waterstone. For nearly 40 years, Waterstone has assisted givers in supporting their favorite charities, like Promise Keepers, by crafting customized, innovative giving solutions. Waterstone gift strategists stand ready to create your personalized charitable plan, utilizing business interests, real estate, appreciated assets, charitable trusts, giving funds, and more. These donor-specific giving strategies allow givers to bypass capital gains taxes, receive a fair market value charitable deduction, and have tax-free growth for years to come. Prioritize income, minimize taxes, and optimize your giving with Waterstone. Find out how to give and receive the most from your assets by visiting www.waterstone.org. And now, back to today's show. Your relationships can only be as healthy as you are. And if you're like most of you say, okay, okay, so uh, how do I know if I'm healthy? Psychologically, spiritually, relationally healthy. Nobody woke up this morning in here and went, well, I guess this is the day. I can check it off my to-do list. I'm totally healthy. Why? Because we're always in process. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter how long you've been walking with God. We're all in process. Nobody ever arrives. And we help each other on the pathway to wholeness. As iron sharpens iron, we do that. But ultimately, that's our responsibility to get healthy and whole. 
And so if you're wondering, okay, so how do I do that? I wanna give you a couple of suggestions at least. We'll see how our time goes. And here's the first one. And um, by the way, this comes from social science research, a mountain of research. And after a, a team of researchers did this research that I'm about to tell you on how to get healthy and whole, I discovered the Apostle Paul had it figured out when he wrote the book of Ephesians. I'm gonna share that with you too. But here's the first thing. If you wanna get healthy, you've gotta get a lock on your profound significance. Profound significance. You've got to, in other words, understand that God loves you as if you're the only person on the planet to love, as St. Augustine said. Profound significance. And some of you, for the first time, found that kind of profound significance just last night. And the journey's beginning for you. Some of you are gonna find it before this day is done. And so others have been walking in this message for a long time. And like me, you just need to be reminded that God loves you in a profound way that is difficult to understand because it's so amazing. That grace that he gives us is so amazing. If you struggle with that sometimes like I do, let me challenge you to tune into the single most important conversation you ever had. You had it yesterday. You're gonna have it tomorrow. You had it this morning. Before you came in here, you're gonna have it tonight. In fact, you're gonna have this conversation while you're asleep tonight because it happens 24 seven. It's your internal dialogue. It's your self-talk. Imagine if before you fell asleep tonight, you could take a little computer chip out of the back of your head and slip it into your laptop and it would tabulate your internal dialogue for the last 24 hours. And it would categorize it as either positive self-talk or negative self-talk. Which bucket would be most full for you at the end of any given day? Let's talk about kind of why we're here. Yes. You're all fathers. What are some of the best advice that you give your kids regarding identity, just regarding advice that you have given your, your kids? Charles? Um, well, you, um, the thing that I do with my kids, every day I wake up, I let them know I love them. I send them um, a powerful quote or a Bible verse uh, because growing up as a kid, my parents didn't say, I love you. And I'm one of those kids that, that need um, verbal omission of love, and I never got that. And so I made a decision that not one day that I'll, that'll go by that my kids don't understand that I love them. And to be a, be a father, I'm not a football player. I did, that was my job. I was a dad, a husband, a community leader. Um, I, just, I just tried it and wrapped myself around what God wants us to go feed the sheep, to take care, to help the poor. And so that's what I'm about. Um, you know, the, the football stuff is great, but the things that I do in my life today dictates who I'm gonna be tomorrow. Mm. Tim? Uh, you know, uh, for me, um, you know, I think the most important thing that I can tell my kids is uh, how I live my life is to read the Bible. Uh, because, you know, if you want to know how to get through this life, if you know, want to know how to get through issues and go through problems and, and deal with the things that life sends us, uh, then you have, to, you have to know the Bible. Because the Bible is the only thing. I was at an event last night and someone asked me, what books do you read to motivate yourself? 
I say I read the Bible. That's what I read. Because that is the thing that's going to motivate me, is going to keep me on the, on the track that I need to be on. So that's what I want my kids to do. They're young, they're 18, they're 22, they're 30 or whatever. Um, and I understand, you know, life. We all right, let, right. let that life. But at this particular point, they need to get something down inside them. So when those times come and they need to be able to, to move in the right direction, they'll know what direction to go in. And Chad, for me, you know, and, and we talked about Chad when I spoke at your event years and years ago. I titled that speaking, Who's Naming You? Who's Naming You? You know, as football players, we were being, oh man, you're the man, you this, you that, and, and you buy into that. You buy into it. So I try to tell my kids, make sure you go to the owner's manual to hmm. get your name. The owner's manual, that's the Bible, that's who built us. I, 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 and this, this is very important. That was then I was saying that, when all you heard were the people that were actually in your ear gate and trying to name you. Now, I, we got all of the people on social media in everybody's ear gate trying to name you. So it's even more important to go to that owner's manual and find out who you are because you can't listen to social media, you can't listen to all the people around you, only the owner's manual, which is the Bible, can tell you and name you. Guys, that is a great word. You know, we struggle with that many times as men with the concept of identity. If you've been told that you the man, you the man. Right. But what does it mean to be a man? You know, the world tells us one thing, but what does God's word say? And guys, I think this is the most important thing that we are fighting or we are battling with as men today in our culture is identity. Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? You know, Charles, identity is so key, man. Let's, let's dive into that a little bit deeper. I mean, you guys have all accomplished so much, and, and you said it great. You're a football player. That's what you did. That's not who you are. You know, so many guys out here, what you do does not define who you are, guys. You, if you confess by your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you are saved. You are a mighty son of the living God. Amen? Right. And that's both ways. That's both ways what you do. Because, you know, sometimes we can do great things and you start, oh, just, but, but, but most of the time, especially when you do things that are not so great, your actions are not so great, and then everybody wants to hold you to that action for the rest of your life. Like, I mean, come on, man, you're gonna hold me to that for the rest of my life. I did that, that doesn't mean I am that. I am what God has said I am. You have to make sure you do not allow people to do that to you. Charles, your thoughts on that? Um, well, you know, um, I, I, as, a, as a kid, what the Bible is, 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 is my, um, I, I tried as a kid, I tried to, um, commit suicide and my mom, um, you know, she slapped me a couple of times, I hit the floor. And then um, that Sunday she had told the preacher and um, back in the country, you go to a creek and it had flooded that, that week. And so when you go out there, um, you see trees or whatever going, floating by. And um, as I'm walking out, the pastor said, you better live by faith. And when I went under, I, I, I I came out a different man, and, and then that's when I started really understanding God's word and how to motivate myself. Because, you know, um, 
King David, King David, you know, um, he taught me how to conquer fear because he says, I walked through the valley of shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. So you know what? Evil could never take over me. And then King David was a giant killer. You know what I'm saying? I'm going like, hey, I, 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 I walk in, you know, and I don't worry about people. And then Job, Job is, 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 is really um, my foundation because you know what? Don't matter what the devil brings to me, he's not going to conquer me. And so that's what I live for. Man, awesome. Tim? Uh, you know, my, my story is probably a little different because I grew up, you know, here in Dallas, probably about 10 miles from here, uh, right, uh, right near uh, Fair Park in a pretty bad neighborhood. But uh, so I knew about church. I grew up in Church of God in Christ going to church Wednesday night, Friday night, all night, Sunday. Uh, but, you know, in high school, my high school won three, uh, four games in three years. We were 425 and one. But I got a scholarship to the University of Notre Dame. I became the first true receiver to win the Heisman, you know. So all this is building up in me, and I'm thinking I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the first-round pick in the league, you know what I mean? I'm the man, you know what I mean? So now I'm walking around L.A. with a pocket full of money in a, in a Porsche thinking that I am the man. And then God reminded me, he reminded me, you know, almost scared me to death. I was getting dressed one morning and I, like I heard the voice said, voice of God said, when are you going to do my will, Tim Brown? And I'm like, you know, I, I go to church every, every once in a while, God, you know what I mean? Uh, and now I'm trying to explain it, explain the way. But now I realize that all this that God had been doing for me was a setup. He was setting me up to be the man of God that he wanted me to be, not to be a Hall of Fame football player. That's what he was going to use me as a Hall of Fame football player. But what he wanted for me to be on this stage today, yes. saying to these men, it's all about God and you have to live that life. It's, uh, let, me, let, let me give you uh, the props and, and, and the work that you do, Chad. And it's so important, man. And I'm going to tell you something, especially coming to men. We don't have a whole lot of literature to help us discern us. We don't, you, you walk, walk, walk through, I, I travel quite a bit. I travel five, six days a week. Walk through airports. You see all the literature to help want. 10 ways to do this, 10 ways to do everything. The only thing we have is a few muscle magazines in there. A few muscle magazines, that's it, that's it. So, so we, we, and we, we deal with, we deal with because the Bible tells us to love our families like Christ loved the church. Often we, we got to, Christ like fights his life. So we deal with a lot. We deal with all the pressures. And then we have nowhere to go to get information, to get direction, correction, to move forward. And, and, and I just, I honor and appreciate you, Promise Keepers and everybody that builds these, that gives us these opportunities to come together and share. We don't want to open up and share, but in these forms, we do open up and share. I, I honor you for that, buddy. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Hey guys, a great quote that I, I truly try to live my life by is watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions becomes your behavior. Watch your behavior becomes your character and watch your character, it becomes your legacy. Guys, I want you to think about, are you living your legacy by your thoughts, your words, and your actions on a daily basis? And guys, as we kind of wind this thing down, what advice would you give these guys regarding living a life of legacy. What does it mean to you and what would you tell them about living that life of legacy? Well, guys, first you have to understand you're broken. 
I am broken, God. I am, hey, I'm in pieces. God is still gluing me back because I am a broken vessel and um, I have no right to judge you on anything because of my sins, but because of God's grace, his mercy is sufficient. So what I tell you is, guys, is that's what I do. I wake up every day in love with life, want to go out and serve my brothers, my sisters. And guys, I, I just, I challenge you today, guys, hey, don't talk it, walk it, okay? Believe it, and it'll come true. I want to say a plug for Charles. Charles has a foundation called Tackle for Tomorrow that he works with a lot of schools in, in South Dallas and is doing phenomenal work. And Charles, I want to applaud you for that, brother. You just you put your money where your mouth is. Thank you. Tim? Yeah, you know, for, for me, it was impossible to live the life of legacy um, without being able to obey God, you know. Um, and, you know, growing up in church, I thought I knew how to obey God. You know, that process that I, I was talking about a second ago, it took me three or four years, you know, before I really, June 26, 1996, about 3.30 in the morning, God rolled me out of bed and uh, I said, then God saved me and saved me good. You know what I mean? And for the next couple of years, I thought I was good until I hit that bump in the road. And of course, that bump in the road was I'm playing a game and I'm having the worst game of my career. It felt like dropping balls left and right. My boy uh, Rodney Harrison knocking me all over the field. And uh, at the end of the game, I felt like I needed to tell him a couple words. And I laid into that brother, cursed him out like nobody's business. It was so good. Rodney was like, Tim, Ooh, those are good words. Good words. <laughs> but I realized that I had lost my witness with that brother. And that was something I never want to do again. Mm. But I also realized that I may have been saved, but I didn't have the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what I needed. And so when I got home that night, I fell on my knees. I said, Lord, endow me with the Holy Spirit, because that's the thing that's going to keep us. Because if we listen to the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit can't keep you from doing anything. It'll remind you, Tim, don't do that. Don't say that. But it's not going to stop you. But if you listen to it, then it will direct you in a path. That, and that's when you can live that life of legacy. But we can't do it on our own because we think we can, but we absolutely cannot. And, 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 yes. and, and I love this shirt, Promise Keepers, and also the PK style. I'm a preacher's kid. And one of the things my dad used to always tell me, he said, son, great men will see farther than they can run. That means we are here to start something greater than us. That's what God is telling us to do. Go start something greater than you. He even tells you that when he says the children's children is the crown of the old man. So you can't even just give it to your child and expect the crown. Your child got to give it to his child. So you got to put it in them great. Go do that. Go start something greater than you. Want to hear more? Consider purchasing the online access pass to the Promise Keepers 2021 conference. Get $10 off by using the code PODCAST at checkout. Visit promisekeepers.org to get your online access pass today. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. 
Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.